Hello, awesome marketer. Let me ask you a question before we start today's episode. Are you looking to plan your content calendar more efficiently, save time across your team, and publish social content like a pro? If so, you're in luck, because Planable allows you to do this and much more. Planable is the content collaboration tool that makes it easy for marketing teams to preview, plan, approve, and publish social media content six times faster for Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, YouTube, Google My Business, and TikTok, all in one place. So go to planable.io slash old school to find out more. Our podcast listeners will get 30% off for three months by using the coupon code old school after choosing the plan that fits your needs. Once again, go to www.planable.io slash old school and get 30% off for three months by using the coupon old school at checkout. I cannot wait to see you breezing through your content and your plan like a pro. Welcome to Alt Marketing School. We are proudly bringing together a new wave of marketers, just like yourself. We want to provide you with the skills to speak to your audience perfectly, empower clients with winning strategies to market their brands, champion their values, and make a positive impact in the online world. My name is Fab, and I'm your host. May the class begin. I missed you, Becca. I'm back. <laughs> I missed you too. <laughs> it's like outpouring love. It's like, ah, oh, it's okay, we're back, we're back. I mean, no offense to myself, but I mean, I did leave our lovely listeners with a couple of uh, short solo thoughts on my own, so it's not like they were left hanging dry. But... There's nothing better than being together and spreading the love and the confusion around social media updates that keep on coming left, right and centre, I think. It's great. It's what makes my week, you know. See? And I don't pay <laughs> you to say that, so, <laughs> you know what I mean? Little little tears. Um, thank you. Thank you. First of all, thank you, Becca, for being back. Um, to be honest, I have, because of, and that's a truth I want to say about habits, because habits are really important. And finally enough, a time of recording last week, we just came out an interview all about habits and performance. So here's a refresher on that. Go and listen to Vanessa and I. But I also find that habits, sometimes we forget how truly repetition ingrains them. And because every week for the past, God knows however long, we've been checking on the news and checking on things. Even if I didn't have you waiting for me, first of all, it was a backlog. So our notion now looks like hell but we'll pick carefully <laughs> um we'll get through it because there's some really cool old stuff that i want to talk about it also shows that really that repetition really helps i find and kind of like kind of getting back to it and creating a bit of a system and a, and a habit and i think is understated sometimes how um how much marketing and social media especially I find become quite habit-based role in some perspective. There are some things that we do again and again, whether it's reporting inside of it, checking how social media is changing or even things like that. You know, I find there's a lot of things that become a habit. So it's now ingrained in me. Like I'm always looking at, okay, what is Twitter doing this week? That's kind of how my brain works. <laughs> it is. It's so good. I feel like it gives me more of a, like before I just look at it, the news and just be like, oh, okay, that's happened. 
And now I'm like, no, there's a purpose. There's a purpose to looking at this because we can talk about it. And I feel actually you're right there because I feel that especially when it comes to marketing, we know that everything changes quite quickly, but especially social changes. And I find that for the longest time, I just felt I wanted to give advice or support to other the students or to my clients or, you know, people obviously in the community with creative impact. And I just struggled because even I didn't know what was working or the reason why things were changing. And now at least, even if sometimes you still need to figure out what's working because it changes. I find that it gives me a bit more of a scope to actually explain some of the reasoning. And that's what people need sometimes. You know, it's hard sometimes to give them the exact answer of, if you start doing this, this is going to change. But at least you can tell them, well, this is shifting, so keep an eye out. It's a bit like the old conversation around, by the way, video is going to become the main thing on Instagram, so you better start doing Before, we're like, well, if you don't want to do it, it's fine. If you want to do it, it's fine. Now it's like, kind of have to do it. <laughs> kind of have to go there and on that note I actually wanted to talk about a hack which we don't like to talk about usually but we're all about strategy but because I find it interesting and I had a conversation with a fellow social media people about it and it's this hack that has been going around and I've seen now replicated a lot of doing video memes on Instagram and almost videoifying things that are not and one that I like I want to hear your opinion and we can talk about what it is but I think Maybe listeners already get the idea of what I'm talking about, but I'll give you an example that I like. Maybe helps. I like to do my little Twitter cards on on Instagram because it's nice and I'm a wordsmith, so yay. But I want to try now to do them as reels instead of normal, where the background is a video and then there's obviously the tweet card that stays like a little Twitter quote. Yeah. So I'm gonna test it and I'm gonna try it because I kind of like that and it's kind of in line with my new branding and stuff like that. So this is an example of turning something into a video when it doesn't necessarily have to be a video anyway. So that's part of what this video meme boom has been happening. And I want to hear your opinion, but then I'll also tell you what um, some other social media marketers have said about it and how they feel about this kind of trying to hack the system, because that's pretty much what it is. So tell me what you think. I am, I'm very intrigued because obviously we've heard so much from Instagram over the last few months saying video, 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 video. And I think there's been a mixed reaction. Some people are fully on board with that and, and love reels and love just creating video on there too. But I know that there's also a large percentage of people who miss, you know, what Instagram was originally for and photos and that sort of being um, shifted in what's important. I have seen these short videos of things that you wouldn't necessarily notice are a video as well at first. You might just scroll and think, oh yeah, that's that, and then go, hang on, that's a video. So I wonder if, well, how the algorithm is going to kind of maybe have to adapt to this, because I'm sure right now it's going to work really, really well. And those pieces of content, which are like two or three seconds showing something that is quite static, will probably do well. And people will go, right, we've figured it out. We've, we've unlocked the key to the algorithm. This is amazing. And I think that there are ways to do it in a really good way. And the way that you're talking about with Twitter, I'm like, ooh, I want to see that in action. That sounds really good. That's a really sensible and like strategic and actually still valuable piece of content. I can see that people might use it in the opposite way, though, 
and as as we sort of touched on like just try to hack the system not for the best intentions and maybe just that you know they're just trying to manipulate the algorithm to push content that maybe isn't actually very valuable to anyone so i wonder if there'll be a little bit of a shift as the months go on and yeah with this pivot from instagram to you know they've put all their eggs in the video basket so i guess they're gonna have to be prepared for this and it's hard because the attention span of people is so short that probably they'll only be looking at your video for two or three seconds anyway before potentially scrolling on so from a user like audience perspective does it does it matter i don't know but i feel like some marketers maybe will go ah this is how do we how do we you know how do we cope with this and how do we make it work for us in the best way see you give me something that to me makes sense which is actually thinking about using it in a way that as you said with my idea it kind of gives something if anything there is a scope to it and that's where I agree and 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 as you said is kind of understanding how you're actually working with the system to me the problem of the article that I saw at first and then I share with with others to get their opinion because I was like I want to see because I feel a bit shifty about this is that the article really talks about how to overlay an image with a video of the image so that it counts as a video and that's where you lose me I'm like oh no I mean, I'm, at least with that perspective of my work around, I was like, well, you still get the static and then you add a stock video because obviously videos are becoming so important. So excellent stock video platforms. I recommend Pexels, which I'll put also in the show notes because Pexels.com is the best. It's got great pic- pictures as well, but excellent stock videos. So, you know, it really creates that depth and it gives a bit of, of context to it. But when it comes to like overlaying an image that actually counts as a video, I'm like, this is where I don't like it. And um as I was asking other social media managers, that's exactly what a lady said. She was like, well, it feels like you're kind of working around it just to just to try and push for something and it's not really giving any value to anyone. And she, she even said it feels a bit shifty. And I was like, that's exactly why I asked because I also feel there is a lesson that we can learn from it, as you said, if we do it the right way. And as you say, it's always about, this is our motto. That should be one of our commandments as all marketing school teachers and students and you know put the user first don't put the algorithm first no offense to the algorithm but if you start doing it that way then you are genuinely at the mercy of following what should be done and when you put the user first yes you follow the algorithm but you also think about the experience that your audience is going to have when they access your content and um, if it feels very confusing or it doesn't make sense they're going to notice you know and I think that's really important Uh, and that's why I wanted to mention it Funnily enough, just briefly on this also, because um, obviously there's a lot of things that are shifting as well with Instagram. I mean, is isn't ever. But one interesting thing, just from my personal experience, I, I try to do a bit of a push on ads on the Facebook and Instagram side. I'm, it's kind of funny because backgrounds mainly LinkedIn and TikTok. Or like, I know that that's one of the key expertise. I do a lot of Facebook and Instagram, but also a lot of Pinterest. And um, just because of my audience, I guess, as well. And uh, I found that there's this thing about the Facebook ads that is making me crazy, which is I did different creatives for it. And goddamn, this real one that I did, I literally reused an old TikTok and turned it into a reel and put it in as an ad. That's the only one that is getting traction. It is genuinely crazy. So if anybody wants to see what trends are going, I can tell you just to finish off this discussion about video. It's crazy. Also, other ones are videos as well, but that probably 15 second one, that's the only one that is literally getting all the budget. So it's kind of funny, but also a bit frustrating because I was like, I get it. 
but it would be nice to see actually how people are reacting to the other ones but apparently they're not (laughs) (laughs) just no just they're just not just (laughs) i was gonna say um i've seen that happen as well in some of the facebook ads that i run you sometimes it just feels like an uphill battle because i'll have like put together strategy and be like okay we need to i want to consider these different placements i want to test them blah blah blah. and then similar scenario like we'll kind of throw in a wild card because also i still feel like even now it does take a little bit of buy-in from people to come around to the idea of tiktok style videos or reels they're like "Mm, oh not sure about that so you kind of have to do a lot of convincing and then as you say they end up quite often doing the best and then it makes me think, well, what's the point of all the other placements? You know, I'm going to this effort of making things a specific size and considering all of this. I'm like, is it is it a waste of time to <laughs> just make all of the ads real ads, you know? Like, because they don't seem to be where their interest is right now. To be honest, on that perspective, we obviously we're doing our winter cohort this right now, time of recording. And Becca did the paid ads and workshop a couple of weeks ago and it was interesting because a lot of people were like yeah it's really tiktok centric but then looking at what we just said i'm like well it is but then if you apply it to instagram the same way based on what i just said you can see that still that vertical video that kind of like natural it works also on instagram more and more increasingly so there is actually something to bear in mind about that what is annoying is that if you are looking into paid ads especially on platforms like um, facebook and instagram but even Pinterest, in some respects, and maybe I've just not nailed exactly the, the creative, I don't know. But I was reading literally somebody else being frustrated about how before you could have five pounds, three pounds a day and actually get some results. These days is so much harder. And it all kind of relates to the, the saturation, I think, as well of the platforms and like the amount of ads and kind of like trying to get the right pool. And what's been more annoying even is that before you were like, well, I'm going to optimize my audience. And I think right now it's almost like people don't want to talk about actually, and I want to hear your opinion before we, we jump on, how much you have to spend on ads these days. And maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong. Maybe there is a way for, for some of these more difficult platforms, I would say, to still have little budget and get great results. I'm just finding that everybody I talk to, so it's not just myself, are struggling to get the same amount of results with a more modest budget and I think it can put people off because you're like I'm a small business or I'm a solo business how the hell am I going to be able to spend 50 pounds and trying to hope for a return on investment no it's really hard and I unfortunately don't have like <laughs> I'm, I'm like yeah I'm having the same problem like some of my clients with smaller budgets it's a real struggle because when you're putting together a strategy sometimes you want to test two different platforms or maybe even three as well and different um, campaign styles and the, can just dilute the budget so much and in the past yeah I would have said you don't need much to make an impact or get some results you can at least um test with and feel like they're valuable to help guide you in the direction like you know the coming months and stuff and now I do feel like it's so hard and you've kind of just got to pick one so that you can make the budget go as far as it can and then hope that you um get results that you find valuable whether that's the actual like people are converting or that it's data that you can use to help kind of yeah lead the rest of the campaign but it's so expensive now and I feel like it's it is an uphill battle what I will say 
TikTok tends to be cheaper. I know that that, and even for a lot of my clients, TikTok isn't the right platform at the moment for what they're wanting to do. But I do always keep that in my pocket as I like, TikTok is cheap compared to Facebook and LinkedIn. LinkedIn is very expensive, but yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. Yeah, like LinkedIn is like, no, 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 no. And I think... I think rightfully there is this shift right now and is almost trying to understand how that's going to level up. I mean, to me, now because we can tap into other bits of news and I feel today, I can see where we're going today. So beware, there's going to be a lot of video conversation, but I've seen on the meta perspective, especially, there's been a, a, a shift in a lot of ways to be like, okay, we got it. Let's make video the best. And I've seen all of these little features, these little improvements, one of which to bank on, because this was a big one again, Big one, but a lot of marketers are like, is it really needed? So I want to hear your opinion on that one. And that is the fact that reels now are pushed onto Facebook. And before some people could do it, some people couldn't. It felt a bit more like an afterthought. People would see that it would be prompted. And right now it's being released globally, really pushing reels to Facebook. And we had this conversation in previous podcasts. And we were like, yes, but... (laughs) Is it really needed? Is this how we're trying? Okay, conspiracy, conspiracy theory slash skeptical hat on. So I've got two hats balancing. My thinking is, is this really to benefit the audience on Facebook? Or is this really a way to try and bring people back to Facebook? In which case I'm like, really? Is it really like what that type of audience is going to really desperately want? But there's been a big push about it. So it's kind of interesting to see how I'm trying to understand the benefits from us. I can see from the platform. I can see what they're trying to do, but I'm like, what's in it for us then? Do you know, so I've got a, yeah, I also have my conspiracy hat on here. I think Facebook meta are only doing it because people aren't posting anything on Facebook anymore. People aren't using, they're not uploading their holiday photos anymore. They go up onto Instagram and, you know, your monthly photo dump carousel that you see now um people aren't using the platform really like to write statuses i'd say that's where twitter is people just aren't using it and so i think that this is a push especially because um in terms of meta they're like okay all we care about now is the metaverse going forward facebook is just being left behind but they know that they need to make it seem somewhat attractive to potential advertisers you know, they need to show that people are using it and everything. So I'm like, of course, they're just going to push reels over because then they can go, look at all this content that's being posted. You know, there's X million users every day uploading content and it's generating this much engagement. And I guess it will now. Like I have looked on Facebook on my phone in the last couple of days and seen reels popping up. And it's quite, it is quite tempting to click the way that they show it. But I wasn't I I was checking it for work so I didn't watch any but I yeah I just think it's so that there's something on Facebook when people go onto the app that they're like oh look yeah there is content there but otherwise I don't think it's I think they're being a bit sneaky to be honest I think they're just using reels as a sort of plaster to be like yep everything's fine with Facebook and actually users are moving on and it's also Two more things are happening or have happened this week slash the last couple of weeks that kind of make me feel like overall Meta is looking at his babies, his little babies. So uh, Facebook and Instagram are the babies. 
and looking at the babies and they're probably saying, wait a second, where, where we've been trying so many things because we could afford it and because people were actually kind of stuck at home. So we could do that. Now it's time to cut the fluff in general and almost kind of push the one thing we want. Because, for example, another thing that happened, which Becca found out, which is probably really, really recent anyway, is that bye-bye IGTV. Bye-bye app. I mean, nobody's going to miss the app because people already use it anyway. It kind of makes sense because they took IGTV off as a type of video and it all became just kind of in-stream video. But then, you know, with TikTok potentially, this is very much potentially, but this conversation around 10-minute long videos, then I'm kind of thinking, you know, what is happening here? Because on top of closing the RIP IGTV app, similar to Fleet, bye, there's also the fact that they're removing Instagram video ads, which I think is really powerful because they're probably realizing that since ad placement is currently everywhere on Facebook, on them, on Instagram, sorry, they're probably like, we don't need it for longer form videos because anyway, there's not going to be a lot of longer form videos aside from maybe like lives. And then on top of that, which thank you, by the way, Instagram, they also added uh, auto-generated captioning for feed videos as well. So to me, these are seem all disjointed things, but overall I can see a cohesive choice from Instagram, let's say, if we want to go with Meta or Instagram, to really push video content, to push the reels and give the longer form video a simpler proposition so that it kind of like almost becomes something that you can have if you want to. But I think a lot of it will be more carefully created or it will be coming back from a live video instead. So this is kind of how I see it. And I think there's been a lot of small updates that seem disjointed, but to me, they're part of a bigger conspiracy theory hat picture. Putting it on again. <laughs> no, I completely agree. And I think it is funny how um, Instagram are like, yeah, we're getting rid of IGTV for good. And TikTok are like, well, now you can upload 10 minutes. Okay, that's bizarre. In terms on that front, I think that most people won't ever really experience 10 minute videos on TikTok because I think the way people use the app is too ingrained in our system right now um, that even when people upload three minute videos, which was the limit before, you wouldn't get much many people watching all the way through. You might, but it was a lot lower percentage um, because, yeah, people just want something quick, fast and want to keep scrolling. Um, but with all of this Instagram activity, yeah, it's a bit strange. I thought with the in-stream video ad removal, that was quite good. And it kind of touches on what we said earlier, right? About when you're testing video ads, reels have done better anyway. So maybe this is, a again, trying to, they're kind of cutting the things that maybe don't look good in terms of uh, when they're showing potential advertisers. This is the results you can achieve. Because I know some of the, like, as we said, the, vid- the other videos, don't hit the audience very well it's just like okay made that for nothing (laughs) that's what it feels like in terms of the automated captions I'm very excited about this It, it does feel slightly weird timing with them removing the other stuff but I think accessibility is so important and I think definitely in my workshop and maybe a few episodes ago as well we've talked about how there are different ways to do captions on video so you can if you want to type them in using like the Instagram sticker tool and that's fine and that's a way if you want to tie them into like your brand colors and stuff you can do that within Instagram's interface that's fine the problem is if you're 
somebody in your audience is using a screen reader, they're not going to be able to see those in the same way that the actual like proper captions show up. So if you want to be truly accessible, you need to use the, the built in captions. And the fact that they're rolling that out makes me very happy. Because also, I think when you try, I think before, there was almost like this weird vibe that people were like, oh, we don't want to use captions because they get in the way or they don't look a certain colour. I've had that where a client has said to me, oh, can we change, um, I think it was on LinkedIn, can we change how they look? And it's like, no, that's just how captions are displayed. Then they're designed for a reason so that everything is you know, perfect and from an accessibility perspective. Um, but now I think that actually that's going to be much easier because it means that you aren't going to have to manually do them. You're not going to have to worry about what colour should it be, what size font, it's all going to be you know, optimised for that person's device. So this makes me very happy. I care about accessibility a lot. <laughs> and I think it's a good move from Instagram. However, this is my caveat here. The problem is, because I was reading into it, because I got excited at first, because still, just, just for people to know, at this point, and I, I don't want to do it, by the way, but we're still doing it manually separately, all of our captioning. And the reason why is because I still have to do it for Instagram. So that's why I use the same on TikTok. I would rather not because I prefer to have the auto-generated because it just looks nicer and it kind of goes in the right place on the screen. However, so first of all, LinkedIn, I'm looking at you. You can upload the subtitles, but at this point, I think still you cannot have auto-generated captions that I can see on LinkedIn. Correct me if I'm wrong. So that's the problem. One, so, you know, landscape, we still have to do it, which is fair enough. Okay, but I want to do it. So I do it for the landscape and then we basically resize it and do it also for vertical. My problem is that from what I'm reading from this exciting update is exciting. However, it looks like they're still saying, well, for reals, you use the caption sticker. And I'm like, but that's my problem. Because if, as you said, it was like TikTok, where then the autogenomic captions kind of gives you a couple of options of where it, where it lives, that's a lot easier. It also looks nicer because I'll be honest, my problem with the caption stickers and the captions there is that I almost would like to look at very simple and plain sometimes because at least, you know, it, you can kind of read it. But nine times out of ten, those auto-captions that are created uh, with, the, with the caption sticker, I'm like, I don't know what to put you. <laughs> I genuinely don't know what to put you. Either it's too big or it's too confusing. Whereas I just, and from what I'm seeing, obviously, if you then look in our newsletter, hello, you will see that there is actually the article as well with some example. Then... The captions in the feed video look like the TikTok ones. They're simple, they're plain, they're easy to read. They're a block, so yay. But that's what, again, this is my weather. This is my err. Uh, but they're like, yeah, for reals, we're going to keep those caption stickers. It's cute. I like it. We can use it for stories. I don't care. It's actually really good. For stories, it's easier for me. I use it that way. But I would like it for reals to have the auto-generated caption like TikTok because to me, that still is not auto-generated. It's kind of like... a a bit of a workaround. Maybe, tell me if I'm reading it wrong, but I was reading it again. I was like, no, I still can't see that be applied to reels. We're still going to use the caption sticker. And to me, it's a bit frustrating, that little guy. That's just me. Yeah, no, I think you are right. And I think you raised a good question there as well about the styles of those um, caption stickers. Because I know there's a couple which I would pick if I was going to use because I find them easier to read. But again, it is where where should I put them? And there's so many other factors that a lot of people do take into account and will make sure 
the color that they're using contrasts with whatever's behind it or you know you can draw a box or shade like behind it to make it more accessible but they are extra steps that you have to go through to ensure that and not everybody does that time constraints maybe they're just not aware like there could be so many different reasons why they don't do that so yeah it would be good if they had either as part of those sticker options accessibility was like applied automatically if that makes sense or it was just the auto caption style which you kind of know guaranteed like this is fine this is how they're supposed to look i was gonna say i now get auto captions on all of my tiktoks i think at the moment which like you can see if a user has added them or not themselves because if it's auto it has a little a kind of in the caption the subtitles like shading and i found that quite interesting but and i i generally watch things with subtitles because i just quite like it it's just me but i haven't found a way to turn it off that might just be me not looking properly but on the rare occasion i'm like oh it's on top of something i want to look at and i can't i can't get rid of it that's a a minor gripe (laughs) but i think as you mentioned, I think all of these all of these little changes, once they're done properly, I think right now we're just trying to kind of patch a few bits up just to kind of make it a bit better, which is fine. That's the beginning. But then it will become, you know, first of all, an expectation, which should be had, because then also we're feeling really strong. We, I feel as a marketing school, that's what we're trying to teach the importance of accessibility in a variety of, of ways on social and marketing in general. But because of that, I also find that I think we're still a bit of a longer way to go. And there's still a few things that can be done to actually make it better. And I'm a bit, mm, I wish, you know, I wish things were a bit more streamlined. So again, the gods of social, if you're listening, we're watching. Because for marketers and social media managers, I mean, this is not an excuse, being lazy <laughs> or being too busy. But that's true. There's so many things you have to do. And it's really hard if you want to make the extra time. You're creating a time-consuming experience because of, different ways to do it and it will be nice a bit like tiktok in a way even if it's not perfect you can set it up it does its thing it's kind of kind of reliable instead of kettle it doesn't write metal or whatever think about something worse than that so you know what i mean it kind of picks it quite nicely and i think that's one of the things we need to remember i'm going to finish off before we finish off with one more thing because i don't feel it deserves a long conversation, but I just wanted to say it because today is very meta Instagram focused, video focused, but I think it's, it's important for other platforms as well. Liking stories. Why? Why can we now like stories? Why? It, what, what is it? This. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> I like that, it. That's Sorry. it. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. Like. What, what, I, why why do we need to like stories sorry no. i just, just don't see it yeah we don't we don't i saw it a few weeks ago like i as in i saw what it was like for somebody to like mine and i was like okay what do i do with this information like there's nothing you can do with it it's just like a little heart that appears next to somebody's name if they've viewed your story I guess I guess you could say it's a it's a light way of showing engagement, but you can always already do that. If somebody posts a story, you just like do the little swipe up and then do a reaction or just message them. And even then, like I don't think that that's a metric that people really do anything with. Maybe I mean there definitely are uses for it, but this yeah this like option I'm kind of like okay, I, yeah I feel I feel like you fab I don't really get get it. 
<laughs> I don't see it having like very long legs, put it this way. And that's why I'm like, it's, it's kind of cute, but I'm like, mm, I don't think we're going to go far with that. And and that's also to say that, yeah, there have been some really good improvements and good features, but you can see that the apps obviously are still trying to understand how can we make the most of something that works. And sometimes I like social. To make the most of something that works, just keep keep it where it is. You don't need to add more stuff to it. Seriously, we don't. And um, that's kind of how I feel. Sorry, strong feelings right at the end of our little thing that I was like, why? But it's to prove that you don't have to always add stuff just for the sake of it. So I hope you missed us. And I hope you're like, yay, they're back with their strong opinions about likes and stories. I know. I know. But we're here to give you what we see happens on social. And I hope we managed to give you a couple of ideas and also to show you where we think some of the platforms are going next. If you have any thoughts or if you want to share some of the other things that you've seen coming up that you want us to cover in future episodes, you can go to Alt Mark School on Twitter, or Marketing School on Instagram, and altmarketingschool.com slash learn to find out about our next spring cohort. So make sure that you check it out because it's coming up in May. If you want to uh, share with me any other conspiracy thoughts that you have around Reels, you can uh, find me at Fab Giovanetti on all social. Becca? I'm at Becca Social on all of the platforms. Thank you so much for listening. Head to oldmarketingschool.com to find out more about topics that we covered in this week's class. If you want to make your teachers happy, then hop onto iTunes and leave us a five-star review. Oh, and don't forget to spread the love on Instagram at Old Marketing School. Until next time.